What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple, simple, simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast on Denver Stiffs. I'm your host, Jenna Garcia, and you can follow me and all the work that I do at Vita Viva Diva on Twitter and Instagram. Most of you guys already know that because most of you guys already follow. I really appreciate it. Um, Today we actually have a really special episode because I get to introduce to all of you Denver Stiff's new intern here joining us from way across the other side of the United States, (laughs) Riley. Riley, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, um, Riley is going to be helping us out this season with all sorts of different things, but mostly... I mean, helping me out, really, with social media stuff. So a lot of the videography um, or the video cuts that you guys see or highlights and stuff like that, she has been the mastermind behind that. So you already like her work, but now we figured you should get to know her so that you can like her as much as we all do here at Stiffs. Um, Riley, why don't you tell the people about yourself? Where are you from? (laughs) What are you studying in school? How are you here with us today? (laughs) Yeah, so like Jenna said, I'm Riley, and I was born and raised in Charleston, South Carolina. If y'all know where that is, it's (laughs) way over there in one of those southern states. Um, And I am a senior at the University of South Carolina for broadcast journalism. And basically, I just fell in love with sports at a very, very young age and knew this is kind of always what I wanted to do. And it's a passion and something I've worked really hard at. So with COVID happening last summer, which was supposed to be like my big internship summer Uh. to get in there, um, all my applications failed because all of them got canceled. And so I knew I had to try to get something this winter before I graduated in May. 
So basically, I just slid in every Twitter DM and probably <laughs> Denver, Salt Lake, Phoenix. Um, I wanted to come out west and experience a professional sport team city. Yeah. And Denver, I really thought was a long shot because its market is so big. That's and what you think. Yes, that's what you think. <laughs> From someone looking on the outside, I was like researching Denver and it was like 3.1 million. And I was like, holy cow, this is a huge <laughs> yeah. place. Yeah. Um, and basically, I pretty much got the same response of, oh, you have really good work and a great work ethic, but we're not doing anything. Mm. And then I got a reply from Ryan. Yeah. And we started talking and. We had a phone interview, so I'm like, oh, I get a phone interview? Like, this is good. Um, and it turns out he actually is a graduate at the University of South Carolina, yep. which I didn't know beforehand. So that was cool. That When he said that, I was like, wait, what? He's like, oh, didn't you reach out? Because yeah. I went there, and I'm like... I definitely thought you did. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, mm. <laughs> um, But basically, he just gave me this great opportunity to come to Denver and experience... The city and the sports and be able to work with you. and Yeah. Um, it's an opportunity that I'm super grateful for. So Yeah, well, your work is fantastic. We're super excited to have you. I'm actually really glad that you said, and I want to be sure this is true before I thank you for it, but you applied to Denver, I heard Utah, and I heard Arizona. Mm-hmm. Didn't hear any L.A. in there. Were you out on L.A.? Was it, like, definitely a no on L.A.? Yeah, for right now, I think L.A. is, it's a lot going on there. A lot of, I mean, when I was, like, looking for jobs, it was during the election, this pandemic, that, and it was just a lot. Yeah. So sure. I was like, I don't think I'm ready for that. Right. Okay, well, so. that makes us all like you more here at Stiffs in Denver because we hate L.A., like, for everything. They kill us in baseball. The Dodgers constantly... Um, will keep the Rockies out of any sort of playoffs and or winning their division. And, of course, you know, the Lakers and the Clippers, always in our way in the Western Conference. Can't get us past them, except for this last year when we totally ruined the Clippers to embarrass them. Yeah, that was just beautiful to see, even from <laughs> afar in the East. Yeah. So tell um, us about, like, how did you even become a Nuggets fan or interested in the Nuggets? Yeah, I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I... Denver Nuggets was not really on my radar. Yeah. I kind of grew up, don't kill me, but a Miami Heat fan because of Dwayne Wade, which y'all shouldn't hate because they really have nothing to do with y'all. <laughs> but um, I just like that organization, how it's ran. So, and it's on the East Coast, so it's closer to me. But, um, and I'm so sorry if y'all hear my dogs. <laughs> they are playing. They're having a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. They, they wanted to make sure and come on the podcast too. Yes. They, they're pretty cute dogs, though. They're pretty adorable, so no problem. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're in a full wrestling match. <laughs> but basically, I really... The only time I ever watched Denver was probably when they kind of had that rivalry with Golden State, and it was like the three versus six, and Ty Lawson was here because he's a Tar Heel, and I'm a big Tar Heel fan. That's right, yes. I, so that's when I watched the Nuggets. And then, you know, Iguodala went to Golden State, and y'all kind of fell off a little bit. But this year, (laughs) I was watching the NBA games in South Carolina with a bunch of Southern folks, and we're sitting here watching, 
<laughs> the Denver Nuggets come out of nowhere and beat the LA Clippers, who we were just like, Clippers versus Lakers, here we go. Right. And then the Nuggets come in here, and like by the second or third game, we're watching that Clipper Nuggets series, and we were like, okay, yeah, okay, I like this. Everyone was a huge Jokic fan. They were like, really? I like that guy. All right. Um, so that's when they became like on my radar, probably <laughs> that moment. Yeah. Do you want? Um, let me pause for Guys, I feel like we should wait for them to <laughs> come here. No. So it sounds like Jokic has actually made some fans out in North Carolina or South Carolina, huh? Yeah, I definitely think a lot of people respect Jokic a lot more after that series, for sure. What about Jamal? Oh, Jamal was so fun. That was another series, actually, we watched. <laughs> the Jazz Nuggets series. Yeah. Like, we... we This is so bad. Y'all don't hate me, but... No. We, we, we saw the series on TV, and we're like, man, this is a game tonight. Oh. And, like, Jazz versus the Nuggets? Okay, like, there's got to be another playoff game on. And then I, we started seeing all these, like, numbers, historic numbers coming out between um, Mitchell and Jamal... And we were like, okay, okay, we're tuning this on. And then we watched, like, the last five games of the series. The Nuggets came back from 3-1. Yeah. And that was one of the most fun series I've seen in a long time. Yeah. This playoff run was one of the best ones to get to experience, like, in my lifetime, you know? Like, the ones that I remember. Obviously, Carmelo was pretty great, and the Thuggets were a pretty good time in (laughs) history. But um, Jokic ball has been really fun, to watch and to see Jamal Murray develop over the course of the last few years. I actually criticized him quite a bit in his first few years Mm, Um, on the pod. Yeah. I talked about how like, I just didn't see the maturity there. Um, I didn't think that he had like, if he just stayed stagnant and um, didn't grow, like I didn't think he was like going to pan out in the NBA, but he's really worked incredibly hard especially during season Jamal's like the kind of player that like develops right in front of your eyes you know he's not one of the guys that goes in the offseason and comes back and he's a different guy who you like see him develop the most during the season and so that's been really cool for for me to get to watch um but it's kind of a whole new team from the the team that you're describing that played against the Clippers they have um a core that's still there and they got rid of a lot of guys, you know? You got rid of guys that you expected, like Keita Bates-Diop and um, Troy Daniels not coming back. But you also lose Jeremy Grant. You, you picked up a couple guys in the draft. I don't know how much those guys are expecting them to play or expecting to play themselves. But you lost a few guys in Mason Plumley too. Um, what do you think... The Nuggets did in this offseason, what's your grade on it, and what do you think about it? You know, I've thought a lot about it, actually, and um, at first, I was not happy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have given them, like, a C-. minus. Okay. Um, but I've been watching more film and looking at these players a little bit more closely, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's as bad as everyone's saying. Yeah. Like, I feel like... Jermichael Green was a very important pickup. Right. Very important. I think something that I watched during those series is the Nuggets lacked physicality. Mm-hmm. They kind of were soft. Ouch. Yeah, I know. That was just the only word that came to my head. I'm sorry, guys. But um, Painful. 
I mean, basically, they put when they played the Lakers, they just put Dwight in there to mess around oh, yeah. with everyone because they they knew he could go in there, push people around, get in their head, being physical, and he just went in there and got like five or six thousand. That, right. that was his job. And he was it under worked. all of our skin. Like yeah. all, all of us who were watching the game were yeah. like, he was under our skin too. We were we, so frustrated. We weren't even on his side in South <laughs> Carolina. And we're like, God, he is so annoying. <laughs> exactly. Like, what does he do? Like, when I heard he didn't sign back with the Lakers, I was thrilled. <laughs> but I feel like Jamichael Green comes in there and really gives that physicality and I really think Zeke Najee I hope I said that right um can bring even more physicality Mm. I think he's gonna get bigger and stronger he's already pretty big and strong yeah and can be another guy to knock some people around in the paint and get physical with them I really like those two in there I don't know if we'll see Zeke this year Mm -hmm. but I think it's like a very good player to develop and I know Denver loves to do that yeah develop their players (laughs) So, I really like those two. I really like the effort they put in to get R.J. Hampton because he can shoot. He's athletic. He has speed, uh, a long wingspan. Mm-hmm. So, I like that, too. And um, and then some of the foreign guys, like uh, Capazzo. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good signing. And I know Greg Whittington's from the U.S., but he played in Turkey last year. Mm-hmm. And I like that sign as well. So, I think these guys feel – I didn't think Jeremy Grant was that good. It's so interesting, actually, and it's. I think it's going to be one of the best parts about having you on the pod this season is just that outside perspective because it's so easy when you are a Nuggets fan. It's so easy when you're in the Nuggets bubble of like people, media, and Twitter, Nuggets Twitter and stuff, to get the same take over and over and over again. And I feel like we all overvalued Jeremy Grant quite a bit. Like, not that he wasn't valuable. Like, I think he was a good player. I probably hold him in higher regard than you do necessarily. But it is going to just be great to have your perspective and keep us a little more grounded in our takes and in, like, our conversation around these players. Because I think it's really easy for us to kind of, you know, all think the same thing or kind of agree sometimes on, you know, the Denver Sifts podcast or things like that that we do with Ryan. When he's the host, it's it's like there's not much... Um, difference in opinion on things and I think a lot of people really are hurting for Jeremy about losing Jeremy Grant you know even in Malone's presser today he like kept he never commented on on like that situation directly but he kept saying the guys who chose to be here the guys who chose to be here and I was like Malone with this yeah exactly with a little bit of like I mean who knows you know we can't say that it exactly was a play at oh, that, but we kind of can feel like it was. And I think that perspective is going to be really helpful for throughout the season, you know, and um, you guys will see a lot of Riley's work on the podcast, of course. She'll join me, and then, of course, on other podcasts, potentially, and then any work that we do. We actually just um, started our own TikTok yesterday. <laughs> Big steps. <Yes. laughs> Big steps. Um yeah, no, we started TikTok. If you guys want to follow us on TikTok at Denver Stiff, super helpful. That would actually be really nice um, to get your support. We have a few people who are already supporting us out there. Um, Kenna Marie, who actually last year she won a signed basketball from Jamal Murray. Oh, that girl's um, a real winner. Through Stiffs, and <laughs> she jealous. is like super awesome and um, a super Nuggets fan. Like, she actually knows to talk Nuggets. And. 
um, we got to give her that signed basketball. And she already followed us on Twitter, TikTok, too. So, I mean... It's our type of girl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She should really come on the podcast because it's the Chicken Nuggets podcast. <laughs> and it's just nice to, like, have another girl to talk about basketball with. And, like, some of the stuff that we observe and even in the Slack channels and, all, you know. <laughs> guys, you guys can really just talk about nothing for, like, all day sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand <laughs> half the things. I don't know if that's the female brain or not, but it's definitely nice to have another girl to be able to talk sports with. So. Yeah. No, I, I'm really glad that you're here and joining us, and I actually kind of agree with you, just for, you know, we'll just be transparent. We recorded this podcast last week, <laughs> and then... <laughs> Dang, you well, spilled our <laughs> I know, I know. But there was a vacuum in the background for part of it, and then I actually, um, my computer completely crapped out because it needs this update, and as you see here in the corner, Dismiss. but I have no space. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give me that option. It's just a details or update. I'm like, oh, like later tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can I get can I get an option for next week? <laughs> so when I tried to do the update last time, it it's when. Um, uh everything got lost for our podcast. So that's what happened. Um, but when we originally recorded, I too probably would have given the Nuggets a worse score. And since then have looked a little bit more at some of the film. And um, I agree with you about Jermichael Green. Specific, or, is it Green? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking something else for, for a second. I have all their names stuck in my head. Yeah, there's like six now. new signings <laughs> in there. So <laughs> yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. Um, Green and Howard actually okay. was pretty intriguing to me. His film was pretty interesting. He can really... The the thing that I found in watching a lot of the players that we have just recently signed is they have off-the-dribble kind of like self-create in a, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Will Barton does that. Gary Harris used to do that. We don't really know what Gary Harris and Will Barton do now. So I kind of feel like they're just like... Tossing an you know an opportunity out to a bunch of different guys like hey you know these guys are chronic injuries um, come in and take a chance at it and um, one thing that I liked about uh, Zeke and about Jermichael Green and about Howard actually even R J Hampton has his own share of like block footage like in the paint the at one the on rim. oh it was amazing that was beautiful it was amazing i was like oh my gosh i could just watch that on repeat so like i mean a lot of guys who actually have pretty balanced game as far as i would say like defense and offense which is kind of interesting because we know malone is a defensive minded coach <laughs> the first time i said that to riley she was like what since when like nobody apparently nobody thinks that (laughs) i really thought he was more of a mike d'antoni like i I really did like y'all score like the highest in the league and you're here to tell me that he's a defensive minded coach the thing with malone is that he wants so badly for them to just go out there and play defense and like take layups like fast break layups and stuff but he let he has learned to like really let go a little bit, a lot. give a little bit more to um, <laughs> more responsibility or like more decision-making options to Jokic, especially now that he's kind of stepped into that role. And so you do see like these crazy offensive games and stuff, but I think he honestly is kind of like more than, more than not 
frustrated with like all the offense half the time which I feel like is gonna be kind of a shocker in this season like there's a lot of offense on this team and like how do I how does he turn this team into a defensive team which is what he desires um and can he do it you know or does he need to do it does he need to let it go uh, I don't know. I never saw him in this perspective, really, until <laughs> you told me. But, I mean, what I will say is I think sometimes you got to take what you got. Mm-hmm. And they are an offensive-minded team. Either you want to accept that or not. And I feel like, I mean, I'm not a defensive person. Like, yeah. I, mean, I like offense. That's the fun part. <laughs> Who doesn't but, like offense? Yeah. <laughs> there are some out there. They're weird characters. <laughs> Michael Malone. Yes. <laughs> but I will say... I truly believe that defense is a heart and self-discipline mm-hmm. um, type game. And if he can bring that self-discipline out, and I'm really specifically looking at one guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think we all know. <laughs> and if they could get Michael Porter Jr. playing defense, that will put them in a totally different category. Yeah. Because he's... That guy who could guard that 6'8", six, 6'9", six, wing. Because he's mm-hmm. 6'10", it's huge. he's huge. Yeah. So if he can just be more self-disciplined and go as hard as he does on defense that he does on offense, this team is completely different. Yeah, and actually at week, day one of media week was today, Malone spoke, and he did not hate on Michael Porter Jr. Oh, is that typical? That's typical, yeah. Okay. Like, there'll be games when MPJ, like, first was getting a couple minutes. There'd be games where, like, we'd ask about MPJ after the game. We're like, you know, Michael had a few mistakes out there, but, like, what'd you think about his offense? And Malone was like, not every game's about Michael Porter Jr., guys. We're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. My bad, but he did actually play in this one, so could we talk about him a little bit? Like, and he was not about that life. He, like, really was frustrated, even when Michael played well, um, like, games following that after a good game, mm-hmm. he would, like, do his pregame, and we'd be like, so, Michael, about Michael. And they, and Were you scared to ask? Terrified. Usually it's Mike Singer of the Denver Post who, like, okay. tosses this out, and Malone, so it's like, Mike, Michael Singer asking Michael Malone about Michael Porter Jr. How many okay. Mikes are involved no, I can't. in this? I don't know. I gotta call him by their last names. Too yeah. many Michaels in this world. It is a lot here, and, yeah, so, um... He was never really a fan. He would shoot it. He'd shoot it down more often than not. He'd he'd answer a lot of questions, but then he'd be like, what, we're going to talk three questions about MPJ? Are you kidding me? And it's like way too much. There was definitely one press conference where we talked only about MPJ, and he was livid afterwards. Hey, he could be that guy. that That's the guy you talk about at all press conference because he's a potential star. So, I mean, I see it. Everyone saw who was watching the playoffs. Yes. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, yes. Actually, doesn't, <laughs> in one game last year, the crowd started cheering um, MPJ, and MPJ stood up and shushed the crowd because he didn't want... Well, after the game, I asked him in the locker room, like, hey, why'd you shush everybody cheering your name? And he was like, I don't know. I just wasn't sure, like, if Coach would put me in if he heard everybody <laughs> talk, yelling my name. And it's like... Okay, so there is a vibe there, you know? Like, there is something. But Malone was super positive about MPJ today. He actually, like, when we were talking about, like, what positions are set in stone, he was like, obviously, my point guard and my center are set in stone. And 
you know, but then he did talk about like that shooting guard position sounding like really in MPJ's favor. Um, and then at the very end, he said, but he'll have to work for it. <laughs> of course. Oh, that's exciting news to hear, though. Yeah. I have uh, Michael Porter Jr. as my most improved player. Wow. Yeah. For this season. I do. I mean, he improved a lot last season, for sure. But his defense is going to be a big part. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So, how far do you think the Nuggets go this year? Mm. I don't know. Do you want me to answer that honestly or as a Nuggets fan? No, I want you to answer it honestly. Yeah, because well, I mean, I don't think that we honestly... Actually, last season, I had the, the Clippers winning the whole thing, mm. which is kind of interesting. I thought the Nuggets would go to the second round, lose to the Clippers, and the Clippers would go on to win. They definitely told me. like yeah. that's, So, you get it wrong all the time. I. That's a good thing to be wrong about. Yeah. I'd rather have lower expectations, you know, and then they exceed them type thing. Because if you're going high, you're just going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. So for me, my honest answer would be, I'm saying the the semi-Western. Okay. Um, I think they're going to run into Dallas. And I've, oh, I know how you feel about Dallas. I <laughs> have this feeling in my gut, y'all, that Dallas <laughs> is just going to kill it this year. And I'm not saying they're going to beat the Lakers, but I'm just saying I do give them the upper edge on us right mm. now. I mean, Dallas has a similar kind of look to the Nuggets. Very I, similar. Yeah. Like, they have two European guys. Mm -hmm. two. The Nuggets have, like, a lot of Euro players. Yeah, I definitely view the Nuggets as um, one of those teams that likes their foreign players. Because yeah. there are some teams in the NBA that don't. Yeah. And uh, Denver and Dallas and San Antonio are, are definitely those foreign teams. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I never realized we were also kind of close together. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I wonder what that has to do with it a little bit. But... Yeah, Denver's front office is very high on Campasso, and Jokic is, you know, your Porzingis, basically. And then you got Jamal Murray from Canada. I guess it's not Europe, oh, but, I always you know, forget from that Canada, Canada, not U.S., yeah. Yes. So they really do have a pretty diverse um, group of players, and, like, basketball is different everywhere you go, you know? And so I do think it actually brings, like, an interesting style to the game. I think that Jokic in general is probably Jokic being here is probably a big reason why Campasso even agreed to sign here because Jokic isn't like Dirk who was playing, who's an NBA player, you know, mm -hmm. and playing like he played, I feel like Dirk plays more like an NBA player than he does a Euro player where like Jokic plays like a big Euro player, <laughs> like a big ass Euro guy. Yeah. I mean, there were some parts to Dirk's game that were Euro but I will say something I've learned kind of watching the Nuggets and some of those postseason is that I actually really like the European way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's much more fundamental. Yeah. And I'm pretty big on fundamentals. And I'd rather <laughs> watch a fundamental basketball game than uh isolation, one-on-one type game. Sure. And the Nuggets pass the ball beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's a large part due to Jokic, so. Right. I actually do think, like, the additions they made make them more athletic. I mean, Jeremy Grant made them more athletic, too, but he was one person who made them more athletic. Like, now I feel like they're, like, four or five people more athletic, you know, like, depth-wise. And um, I think they'll 
they'll kind of try to move the ball more and be more of like a maybe a quicker, you know, passing, cutting type of team. Kind of like the Spurs. Yeah. They kind of had athletic pieces with Kawhi Mm -hmm. in them, but then you had Ginobili and Parker. They weren't the most athletic dudes at all, but they passed the ball well and cut, and it was a good balance. Yeah. Yeah, and I really hope that they find a way to, like, strike that chord. I think it's going to be weird. Like, the lineups are really confusing at this point. I'm not really sure, like, how you have so many guards and where you put them all. (laughs) And, like, um, some of them are kind of tiny. Like like, 5'11 and shoes. Right. And, (laughs) I mean, 5'11 on their, you know, profile on NBA.com is probably, like, 5'9", right? I want to stand next to you. I want to look down at an NBA player. (laughs) Riley is actually pretty tall. Like, I specifically wore boots with a heel today because I was like, I want to be more at eye level. Well, don't worry. Jenna played the professional basketball. She's probably a much better basketball player. No. You know, um, those were, that was a long time ago. A long, long time ago. <laughs> now I'm just broken wrist Jenna. Can't do anything. So frustrating. It was super annoying, actually, having a broken right wrist. Yeah. Not you the could best. have done the other one. I know. Come My on, grandpa, no. when I told him, he was like, your shooting hand? I was like, yes, grandpa. That it's is. Terrible. It's a big deal. It's it has terrible. to be perfectly healed to get that flick of the wrist back. I know. I, I was actually trying to do it the other, uh, yesterday, last last night, and like I can just barely like move my fingertips, but not... Um, not my whole flick of the wrist. <laughs> Bentley is saying hi to people who are coming near the house. He's protecting us. So. He's, he's a protector. <laughs> well, Riley, I loved having you on for the first episode of season three of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Wow. Yeah, season three. We're actually going to be moving to a new platform, so you'll be able to find us on more platforms like Spotify and other places. But definitely keep an eye out for every single episode and Riley's just going to be here on for the ride with us this season so get used to her and her takes earlier you said southern folk or something and it yeah, was the cutest southern thing. folk over there y'all are going to hear y'all a lot. so yeah. get ready for this new language coming up right and um you know some nuggets fans have a real rivalry with the mavs so you, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I, I feel the tension with the jazz. Like, I feel it. I can that's always, real. like, tug on my Yes. Okay. Good that's, to know. That's palpable tension for all of us. We okay. definitely don't like the jazz. I'm actually over that storyline. I feel like the jazz, like, nuggets being a, a battle, like, we surpassed them by far last year. We shouldn't be even talking on the same level. Don't make that face when I say that. But, but y'all do do kind of the same things, you know? <laughs> I want Denver to be more like, like, everyone talks about Portland like they're way better. Oh, that's just because they're in the far corner of the country by themselves. But they talk, Portland literally, I would put them, I mean, technically, by how they fell out in the playoffs last year, worse than the Jazz. It's true. But, but, they, but they got Dame Dalla. I know. I know. And he's incredible. And and I think they made some smart off-season moves. And Nurkic is finally back and healthy. So maybe. But I, I feel like Denver should be... That should be the storyline. Denver-Portland. We're rivals. Let's have a push rival. It. Let's push Come on. No, like, let's Den- Denver be... deserves to be in the upper tier. On, like, honestly. Nobody what they showed, us. What they showed last year, I think a lot more people are coming in this season with some respect. Right. Well... We'll have to see how it goes. Um, we're in week one of media week. Guys come into, um, oh God, ball arena. I hate saying it. 
I'm just I'm gonna call it like testicle arena or something <laughs> because I'm a girl and that's like annoying to me. Like we have to make everything about men male genitalia. We should put that in the group chat with all the boys. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's so annoying. Um, yeah, so they're coming in to get individual workouts this week, and then they're going to start, I think, on the 6th with, like, full-on team workouts, so we'll see how that goes, but we're, like, looking at games pretty soon, so we'll keep you guys up to date with all of that information. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter at Denver Stiffs, and Riley, why don't you tell them where they can follow you so that they can be in touch with you, too, and tell Uh, you about your terrible takes on the pod about Dallas. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, man. I feel like Dallas is never going to... Whatever. Don't bring me right. You'll see. I mean, I'm going for the... Okay. We'll go back to that one day. But for for Twitter, at Riley Biller, uh, my name is spelled weird because my parents want to put it as Irish, but I'm not Irish. Trust me. You'll see. Um, <laughs> it's spelled like O'Reilly Auto Parts without the O. Yeah. And then Biller. Like Miller, but with a B instead. And uh, that's my Twitter, and then my Instagram is more of a personal page, but pretty much the same, Riley Biller at 48, so. Nice. Was that your number in basketball? No, you see, funny story, you know (laughs) the plastic spoon boxes that you get a bunch of plastic spoons? Well, when I was really little, I noticed with my siblings there's numbers on the back. Oh, okay. And they go up to 48. And no and so, more. That was it. And <laughs> I saw 48, and that was just it right there. We made a connection. I said, you are going on my Instagram. <laughs> and that's number. The plastic fork. <laughs> okay. Okay. But what was your number in basketball? Uh, anything with a four. Yeah. 14, 24, four. I had to have a four. I was four and 14, actually, and oh, 10. That. So random. That? Yeah, so okay, random. There we go. Yeah, so maybe we were meant to have this podcast all the long just so that we can Thanks for sticking around with us, guys. We'll be back with another episode next week on the Chicken Nuggets. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.